This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we have Sterling Griffin today, and we are going to be talking about how lots of agents are customer service agents. They forget that they're top sales skills that they need to build. We're going to be talking about how to build relationships with powerful, influential people. We're going to be talking about how to build and create short, fast-paced internet leads. And so we're so excited. So Sterling, welcome. Thank you so much, Chantel. I'm happy to be here. So I want you to give us a brief kind of synopsis of your story of how you went from being homeless to being a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. So a few years ago, I was actually a evangelical pastor. So I was working full time in a church. Um, and during that process, I went to seminary school, which is graduate school for ministers. And while there, I realized that actually I didn't want to be a minister. I loved people. I loved inspiring them and helping them, but I just didn't want to work in the church anymore. And in the process of that happening, I became depressed because sometimes when you think your life's going to end up a certain way, you're going to end up going a certain way. And then it doesn't happen that way. That misalignment can create uh, just emotional challenges. So I, I got depressed. I ended up not being able to keep a job. And over the next four months, I slowly, through that depression, became homeless. And um, what changed it, what started to shift me out of it, was going to see my first main mentor, who's a guy probably know, his name's Tony Robbins. And I went to Unleash the Power Within. It's his flagship core event. It's October 2015. And with 10,000 other people, I learned how to change my life. Well, after that event, after or during that event, I learned two core things that are really at the center of everything that I've done since then. And I think that any real estate agent, any person that just wants more out of life can use these two things. And Tony said them on the third day, I'm going to share them with you right now. He said, by the way, this four day event, 50 hours. And he said, listen, if you take nothing else from this entire event, but this phrase that I'm about to share with you, and then you use it, then it will, it will, you'll more than get your money's worth. In fact, you'll get all the value you came here for in the years to come. So of course, I'm homeless, literally attending this event. So I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, Chantel. And I'm like, Tony, please tell me, I gotta know. He says, proximity is power. And who you surround yourself with is who you become. In that moment, I started taking inventory. I started looking back, who are the people closest to me? Well, they're people that are broke, they're depressed. They have no ambition in life. No wonder I am just like them. So it became the driving obsession of my life to do two things. Number one, get around different peers, people that want more out of life that are pushing for greater things. And then number two is to get around mentors, people who have already achieved the thing that I want. And by being around them, by being in their presence, I'll learn how they think, what they do, and therefore be able to create the same results that they have and do it in less time, probably than even they did themselves. So with those two core pieces of philosophy, I started getting mentors, started changing who I was around. I did whatever I needed to do to make that happen. And then literally in the next two years with that first company, which was a fitness coaching business, which was the one thing in my life that was working as I was in good physical shape. I loved working out. I became a millionaire. 
And with an online, fully online coaching business, I became a millionaire. And then over the next three years following that, I transitioned to helping other fitness professionals grow companies online. I helped many of them become millionaires, which by the way, the average, the average um, trainer, which was my main audience member, those people on average probably make less than real estate agents. The average one makes $20,000 a year. And yet I helped 12 of them become millionaires. Hundreds of them become six figure earners over the next three years and then sold that company. But uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a little background on, on how it, how it all changed for me in the beginning. I love that proximity is power and who you surround yourself is key. I want you to talk about some practical tips of how to build relationships yeah. with powerful, influential people. So if someone yeah. says, right, I want to do that, but give me some practical tips of how I can do that. Yeah. So there's two ways that you can get a mentor. Okay. The first is the obvious way, which is somebody that's already done the thing you want to do. They're offering a service, a coaching program, a seminar, you can give them money, right? And the way that I hired mentors at first is I went into debt to do that. And I'm not necessarily recommending that other people do that, but I maxed out my credit cards. I borrowed money because I had it in my mind that if I can get the skill of earning more, then that skill will pay me over a lifetime. Okay. I don't just want to get paid one time, want to just sell one deal. I want to be able to do this forever and do a lot of it. So that's the first and most obvious way. But let's say, for example, that you, the type of skill that you want to learn is, or maybe you just want to be close to say somebody, it's a Kanzel. I mean, I hope that, I hope that each of you know that are listening to this or watching this, you know who the top producers are at your firm. Or you know who the top producers are at other firms, at least, because those are the people that you want to be around. But I'm going to I'm going to share with you a secret. If those people are not necessarily like you can't just pay them money. Right. You just can't. Hey, here's 10 grand or five grand or two thousand dollars, whatever. They just won't take your money. They're too busy making their own. Then this is a little story of how I broke into real estate investing myself when I had no business doing it. So. I sold my my Internet marketing business three years ago at the end of 2020, and then I wanted to get into real estate investing. But I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to find the right deals. I didn't know how to make um, good investments happen. And I wanted to do this quickly, just in the way that I grew my first business quickly. I wanted to grow an, invest, an investing business quite quickly. So I found a guy that was making millions and millions of dollars, basically doing wholesaling. Okay. And this is not, don't think too much about what he was specifically doing, but instead my process of building a relationship with him. I found out that this guy is making millions was somebody that I wanted to be close to, but yet he wasn't offering a coaching service. I couldn't just give him money and learn from him. So instead, I found out what business mastermind he was in. I joined that business mastermind. I found out what people he looked up to that were also in the mastermind. And I started making friends with them, asking them what they needed help with. And then I offered to do one simple thing. Now, this is a super simple hack. You're going to love this. And it is totally a hack. It is absolutely a shortcut that will help you if you want to become friends with more successful people. I told him, I said, look, what if I put together a mastermind, a group meeting, we'll meet every other week, we'll share our goals, what our challenges are, and then what we want help with, what we need accountability for, for the next two weeks. And you don't have to do anything. You just show up and I'm going to put these other people in the group that you want to learn from that are also high performers and then you can talk with them and I'll, I'll handle the whole thing. He was like, absolutely. You want to put me around other successful people and you want to make it easy for me? No doubt. Let's do it. So that's how I became friends with somebody that I 
way richer than me, way more successful than me. And he was happy to do it. And I didn't have to give him any money. I just asked other people that, by the way, also wanted to hang out with him, given the opportunity. They just didn't want to do the work of setting it up. Nobody wants to set up meetings with other people, but they love showing up to meetings or these are events with other people. So that's exactly what happened. I found three other people that he wanted to learn from. I set up a Zoom meeting once a week, and then I just handled the meeting. I set the time. I made sure we started and ended on time. And then I asked those simple questions. By the way, like if you want to help successful people become more successful, it's really quite simple. Get them focused on what their goals are. Ask them what their challenges are. And then ask them what they need help on or accountability for. And then just bring those things up at the very next meeting. Most successful people that you want to be around already know. And by the way, if you're successful, you probably know this to be true. You already know what you need to be focused on, but you just don't get asked or prompted the right questions enough times in order to focus on those things. And so you just don't do it. So if you want to be around more successful people, please just use that. Identify who the person is and then find out who they would want. And by the way, I'm doing this in a mastermind right now because I raise capital for real estate. It's what I do. So what I did literally this last week is I've thought of who are who are five people that have already raised $100 million in equity that I want to be around because I haven't raised nearly that much money myself. And so I just sent messages and I'm like, hey, would you like to be in a free mastermind with four other people who've raised $100 million in equity? We'll all share our goals and, and our challenges and whatever else. And they're like, yeah, that'd be great. I didn't even know you could do that. Well, you can. You just send messages to people and then they want to get onto a Zoom meeting. So absolutely, this is something anyone can do and it's free. I want to tell you one of the reasons why I joined and I just love Cancel is that I can get 100% commission, I get revenue share, and I get stock. I am making thousands of dollars every single month in revenue share and stocks. And I now don't have to work nights and weekends on real estate anymore. You know, I've actually never been to a real estate agent's retirement party. And I want to be the first one that people are coming to at a young age. And I want to share with you some of my favorite resources. So if you go to joincanzel.com slash free, there's a couple that I want you to download. One is a 20 free lead generating PDF. It's gonna help you generate leads for free that you can download, as well as there's one on how to double your business. I don't want you to miss it. Go download it today. Joincanzel.com slash free. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Now, before the call, we were talking about a company that you've invested in and how she went from taking having about 5,000 followers to now over a hundred thousand dollar follower, a hundred thousand followers, and how she built and created these short, fast paced social media ads. Talk about that for just a second. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So by the way, my first business was built entirely off of social media. And I don't know if you noticed Chantel and, and audience, but uh, social media is kind of a big deal. <laughs> so if you if you want to market yourself, then I hope that you're using social media as a tool to do this. So um, yeah, I built a multi-million dollar company in just a couple of years doing this. And, and one of the companies that I invest in on the side now that I'm a consultant for, she was, she had about 5,000 followers. She built that over three, four years. And specifically what she does is she's a dating coach for men. Okay. She's offering a service, dating coach for men. So if you're if you're on here and you're single and you're a guy, pay attention. You should follow her content. Okay. Her content's really good. Um, 
So anyway, when, and, and by the way, social media is constantly evolving. So what I share right now that's working might not work in a year or two or three. So you have to pay attention to what are the strategies that are working. Now, if you're engaged in social media and specifically Instagram, which is probably, I don't know, I think it's probably the biggest social media platform that right now you can use to attract clients and something. Depends on your market, but it's pretty big. Short form videos are doing the best. Reels, okay, R-E-E-L-S. You can also do them on YouTube or TikTok, whatever. And there's a simple strategy that you can use if you want to get clients. Let's say that you want to get more clients from social media. First of all, I'd say use reels, okay? Use short form videos. But here's how you're going to do it. There's a three-step formula to making a video. Please write this down if you're paying attention. If you're able to write something down, please do this. Hook, story, offer. Hook, story, offer. Okay, hook, story, offer. This, by the way, is not something I came up with. It's from Russell Brunson. Okay, who's the founder of ClickFunnels? He's written so many great internet marketing books or just marketing books. You can find one of them is .com Secrets if you're looking for a great business book recommendation. Anyway, hook story offer. What that means is hook. Why should you pay attention to what I'm about to tell you? Here's why this matters. Two, story. Tell them either what to do or story uh, that illustrates what they need to do. And number three, offer is here's what to do right now. Here's what to do right now. Could just be like this video. Could be share this video. Could be click the link in my bio. Could be send me a message. Okay. And here's a here's a tip for you. For every one time that you ask somebody to do something like message you or, or you know, list your home with me or something like that, you want to give at least 10 times where you don't ask them for anything like that. You just ask them to say, like the video or share the video with a friend or comment below, something like that. Why? Because in social media, you want people that are viewing your content to associate you so much more with value, like value for them rather than value uh, from them, meaning like get a new client out of it. So here's here's a topic, by the way. Let's talk specifically about real estate agents. Let's say that you want to market your business. Well, what's the biggest issue that we're facing as an industry right now? Obviously, it's high interest rates. So you have high cost of debt. That means there's lower value of your property, right? Because the people that want to buy your property, they just can't buy as much property as they could one or two years ago. This is obvious. So what's a strategy that not many real estate agents understand that you can provide both teaching of, understanding of, that the rest of the market just won't ever know? Well, seller financing. Seller financing. What does that mean? That means that the seller is going to finance a portion of the sale price at a predetermined interest rate. That is probably, it's almost certain, it is in fact certainly going to be less than what they could get from the bank. So, but yet most sellers, most homeowners have no idea about this as a tactic. And yet, if they use it, it can increase the value of the home. They can sell their home for more. Now, they're not gonna get as much cash up front, but that's okay. A lot of sellers will be fine with that. They'll just take some passive income at a monthly payment over the next five years. So let me just give you an example on how I might do this in a quick video. Is that all right, Chantel? Yeah, that'd be great. All right. So you could start by saying, here's how to sell your home for more in less than a minute. So mo the problem today is that most homeowners are not able to sell their home for the price that they want. But here's what you can do to make your home more valuable. You can offer seller financing. Seller financing is where you offer a portion of your sales price at a lower interest rate than the bank 
will offer. Why would you do this? Well, it allows you to sell your home for a higher price than someone would buy your home if they had to use entirely the bank's money for the debt. If you have questions about this, please drop them below. I'd love to help you sell your home for more money in the future. Or if not, I'd love for you to just uh, tell your friends about it. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd work with the ending a little bit, but that's the big idea. It's like, here's what it is. Here's how it can help you. And then do it, use it. Mm. Yeah, one of the things I always say is people like to hear also about like nightmare things that have happened in real yeah. estate. So yeah. like the hook could always be a nightmare. So it'd be like, you guys will not believe the client. You know, we just had a closing where the client took the chandelier or whatever the nightmare is. And then you go to find out how or whatever it is and then hook them that way as well. Yeah. I like to hear about kind of nightmares that happen. Give us another example that would be like a hook story or offer for either a buyer or seller that something would work for you. Like if you heard that ad, you'd be like, you know what? I, I want to follow this person. I want to hear more about this. Well, tell me, what's the biggest challenge that sellers are facing today that caused them even to reach out to real estate agents? That'll help me. Because by the way, by the way, the way that you can, this is even better than me giving a specific example would be anytime you talk with the landlord, you talk with a homeowner and they express something they're frustrated about or something that they want, please, in your mind, write it down. The gold for your marketing exists out of your customer's mouth. And most people have no idea. They think, oh, I'm just going to look at what other people are posting about and I'm going to post that. Okay. Or they just think, let me just come up with something that I think. Well, for me, I never work that way. I never think to myself, oh, what do I think they want to hear? I just ask some questions. And if you don't have a lot of experience talking to homeowners, then just start calling them. <laughs> hey, what if you were going to sell your home, why would you sell your home? Or what's so, what's challenging about selling your home right now? Or what do you really want? Or what would you really, what would be your... How would you want it to go if you do sell your home? How would you want the process to be? And just start listening to what they say and then make your content around that. Yeah, so I would say one thing that might be a hook would be like, we just had a, a friend of mine that she listed her home and she ended up spending all this money on kind of painting the whole house white when it it already was like neutral colors. So it, she didn't need to do that. And she spent all this money updating the home. And then she happened to go look at the house and the girl painted like bright purples and bright other colors. And so I think sometimes people spend too much money on the wrong things. So that might be a hook that someone could use as far as like contact me to find out the things that actually will be a return mm. before you list your home. So like, you know, there are certain things that you, people think, oh, I'm going to spend all this money on and I'm going to get all this money back. Well, the truth, the truth is that's not true. So mm. contact me so I can tell you where you could spend your money where it actually will give you a return and you might not have to do anything at all mm -hmm. to be able to sell your house at this time. Do you think yeah. that would work or not? Well, I would say, yeah, I think this is great because what you're doing is your biggest mistake that landlords make, biggest mistake that sellers make, right? That's where I would go mm -hmm. is I would say, here's the number, 
Um, here's the number one mistake that sellers waste money on when listing their home. Mm. And it would be, maybe it's like staging the home or it's repainting the home or it's, I don't know, replacing the furniture or something when maybe that doesn't move the needle. I mean, most homes that you sell have no furniture in it. So you can discard that, but you, you might say something like that. Here's the number one mistake that you will waste money on that you don't have to, right? Love that. So, and then you go into the story. I was talking to this woman. She spent $5,000 repainting her home to bright colors purples and lavenders or whatever else. And week after week, people came, they walked away, no offer. Why? Well, after inter interviewing somebody two months into this process happening, she found out that the purple was just too aggressive. People didn't want the purple. They wanted something more neutral. So how do you solve this? Well, instead of just guessing what your buyers want, ask, ask a real estate agent who knows what the buyers are looking for and let that inform how you paint your home. Follow me for more tips like this, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I also think like, if you came on and you were like, don't do these 10 things, if you want to sell your house and you could be like, number one, you know, don't spend big money on improvements, contact me first, or, uh, you know, don't, Ask more no, I wouldn't say contact me first, something like that, because again, that's that feels overly salesy. But just yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah. spend big money on things that don't matter. Like, yeah, don't ask me, don't ask for more than your home is worth. Um, yeah. Don't leave clutter in your closet or whatever. Don't forget. Um, don't go overboard with personal details uh, and like pictures around the house. But then you only give them a certain amount. And then you can say, follow me for more tips for or more something tips, yeah. like that. Yeah. And I wouldn't say do 10 because that'll completely overload people's brains and it's just going to take yeah. too long. It's going to be hard for your video to get shared. But yeah, one, two or three is the sweet spot. And don't provide yeah. a lot of context. Don't provide a lot of explanation. Doesn't need it. Just the big high level ideas. You can, yeah, you, right. honestly, your videos could be 15 seconds. Like that's what a lot of the most viral videos are. They're like 12, 15 seconds or maybe even less. I think a minute, like what one minute or less is kind of like YouTube shorts is crushing it right now for people who want to do, like you said, Facebook reels, Instagram reels, and, and YouTube shorts is where you need to be. But um, what about if you said, don't fix these three things when selling your house, mm. you know, and then you would pick the three things. Yeah. That you don't don't want fix your roof. Fix. Don't fix your water filter. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. Don't fix these three things because you're going to spend more and they're not going to increase your value. Yeah, exactly. I like mm -hmm. that. Um, what else would be a good video if someone was trying to get buyers right now? Mm. If they were trying to get buyers. Well, what's the biggest challenge that buyers face? Um, I would say probably right now is them wanting, they're kind of thinking that they're going to get more for their house. I mean, like they, they were right now, maybe they were qualified for a $400,000 house, but now because of interest rates, they can only buy a $325,000 house or $350,000 house. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, I don't, I don't want this house. This house is shabby. I need a $400,000 house. And now mm -hmm. nothing, 
now nothing looks good to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that seller financing is another thing that even you could talk to buyers about the same thing. It's like, here's how you can buy a more expensive house with less money in less than a minute. They said, use seller financing. Ask yeah. your buyer's agent about seller financing. Why would you do this? Well, the biggest reason why you're not able to get that $400,000 house anymore is because you got to use an 8% interest rate or a 9% interest rate. But what if you could buy a home with a 6% interest rate? Would that change how much home you could buy? Of course it could. So when you go out to look for homes, ask the sellers, are they open to a little bit higher price but receiving a little bit of their profits from the sale over time with seller financing. Follow me for more tips like this. Oh, wow. That's so good. And I want to tell you, if you are on this call right now, we are going to do a free reel. Our video team, we've got the most incredible video team that will do free reels for you. You have to do this today, though. You have to email admin at Canzel if you're listening right now. You, all you have to do is record it on Zoom. Like this is the thing. It's so easy. We are making it so easy for you. You record it on Zoom. We will do everything. We'll add the words. We'll add the fluff. We'll take it out. You create it, nice. but it's got to be done today. And we will make that happen for you. So we're going to make it super easy. Super cool. All right. Last thing I want to talk about is I feel like real estate agents now have gotten so lazy and they've been so used to being a customer service real estate agent. Like, oh, you want this house? Let me write it up. I'm, I'm just a customer service agent. And they've forgotten all their sales skills. <laughs> like they're, they're not, they've just kind of thrown it out the water. So I want you to talk about some of the scale, sales skills that you've developed and some tips for agents to kind of remind them that, hey, guess what, agents, you are in sales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the job of a, of a real estate agent. You are a salesperson. So start identifying as that, first of all, is not a customer service person, not even just an agent. No, you're a salesperson and have an empowering view over sales because sales is how people change their life. I'll just say that right now. Like if you have changed your life, I bet it's because somebody sold you something. They sold you an idea. They sold you a habit. They sold you a thought. And now you live differently because of that. So get it, fall in love with the process of sales. But I'll say this, my number one tip to being a great salesperson is being curious. It's not being a teacher. It's not telling people what to do. It's not being authoritative. Here's what you need to do right now. Because people don't respond. They're not influenced by someone telling them what to do. But they are influenced by people that are curious and that care. Okay? So being proactive with your curiosity. Let's say that you're talking with a buyer. Say, hey, just tell me your dream for a second. How, how does this go in your dream world? Right? You're able to sell it for this price. You're able to have the process be seamless. You're not involved. You don't worry about anything. You just know that it's handled by a pro. Somebody that's been doing this for years, somebody that's, that's has your back and cares about you and your family. Okay. And then tell me what, what, what are the things that you want to avoid? You want to make sure we don't have happen. Okay. Or maybe you've had happen in the past. What have you tried before that didn't work? Okay. That you want to avoid this time. Just getting really, really curious. And here's something important. When your buyer starts talking about their pain, their problems, their issues they had in their past, 
please pay attention to this. Use what's called mirroring, mirroring in sales. This is just a little thing. By the way, if you want more great things on sales, a great book that I love is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. So again, if you're going to be a great salesperson, keep educating yourself. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. He's an FBI negotiations expert. He's a huge personal brain. He's a brilliant guy. But mirroring just means when somebody says what their pain is, you just repeat it back to them. Okay, so man, I just really struggle with um, with feeling like this is going to happen. It's it's always been so hard before. Let's just say that. Let's just say they say one one sentence. It's always been so hard before when I tried this. You say it's always been so hard before, and you don't say anything else. <laughs> What's so interesting about sales is that most people will magnify their own pain. They will give themselves more motivation to buy. And you don't have to tell them that their pain is bad. You don't have to tell them that it's that. Tell them why it's hard. They'll tell you. You just repeat back to them what they said. That's that's the most interesting thing. So most people think when they're in sales, they got to talk a lot to convince somebody. You don't. You got to listen a lot. You got to repeat back what they say a lot. And you got to ask a lot of questions. If you make that little subtle shift, you'll find more people trust you and want to buy from you. Mm. Yeah, and I will say for me. I feel like in sales, the fortune is in the follow-up and they say that, you know, there's all these studies that say like 40% of salespeople give up after one follow-up, like they follow up once. And they say that 80% of the sales are made after people follow up between five and seven times. And so people think, oh, I'm going to be coming off as scammy or pushy or annoying if I follow up. I will tell you this, I am the queen of like, I do not care for one second if you think I'm pushy or I'm annoying because you can do it without having commission breath and you can do it without being annoying. So I'll, I will do it with you and let's pretend like I've called you like four times and I did it like this. And then I want you to show me, I want you to do it back to me how you would do it. Okay. Okay. So I would say something like Sterling. Oh my God. Like, let's say I just connected. I've already called you five times. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I caught you. And I just want you to know, like, I am so hungry for your business and follow-up is so important to me. Like I love when people follow up with me. So I just found this house for you that you told me that you were interested in. I cannot wait to talk to you about it. Mm. So like, did when, when I talked to you that way, did you feel like I cared about you or did you feel like I was being pushy? I feel like you cared. I will say this when you're following up as best as you can, if they've, if you have had the blessing of them telling you what they want, repeat to them at the beginning of that message, you mentioned to me, you wanted this. And I am so excited because I found just the thing. So let's say they say, I want a three bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, two bath house, 2,500 square feet in this neighborhood, right? I would literally just say that again. I would say, hey, Chantel, when we last talked, I know that you were really focused on getting a three bedroom, two bath, 2,500 square foot Victorian style house in Travis Heights neighborhood. I'm so excited to tell you I have exactly that. So if you would let me show it to you, just send me a text back. Let me know the best time to reach you and let's set it up. And by the way, yeah, someone's mentioning tonality in the chat. 
Tonality is really important. Remember, every this is the way I think about it. Every conversation is an opportunity to entertain. Okay. If you, by the way, as a salesperson, you are an entertainer. Okay. If you're in business and your job is to influence people, you are an entertainer. Again, identify as that. And part one simple way that you can create entertainment for somebody is just change tonality. A lot of salespeople that are new, they'll speak in one tone. But the thing is, people fall asleep or they just not literally asleep, but they'll start thinking about other things. But if your tonality changes and you go high to low, high to low in the course of seconds at a time, then people have trouble like changing their thought. They can't think about something else. They have to pay attention to you. The person that wins in business is the person who just is able to capture and keep more attention than anybody else. Capture and keep. So in the example that I just gave, I started high. And then as soon as I deli- I said exactly what I know they said they wanted, I said, and I have just that for you. Because I want them to keep paying attention after they hear the thing that they know they want. So. Yeah. And I think it's also a mindset thing because people, you know, people in their mind, they think, oh, follow-up is pushy. But in my mind, I go, follow-up doesn't make a salesperson come off as pushy. I think in my mind, in general, people are busy. They don't stay on top of things. Exactly. They're busy to respond. So instead of, I never think, oh, they don't want to talk to me because that's what happens. People think I'm not going to call them again because I don't want to seem pushy. No, you have to think to yourself, no, it's not. They don't want to talk to me. They just are busy with everyday responsibilities with work, family, hobbies, homes, possessions to take care of. So that's why they haven't called me back. If you go into it with that mindset, you're going to have a better time. Well, we are out of time. I've just enjoyed talking with you so much that we've actually- Let me just say, I got to say one more thing on this because it is important. I think it'll be useful on the the topic of follow-up. Follow-up that's pushy is here's what I want from you. Okay, that's fault that's pushy. Follow-up that is caring, that's useful, that is positive and powerful is here's what you want. So here's what you want. Here's what you said you wanted. So it's reminding them of that. So when you follow up and you want to be considered as like someone useful, that's helpful, that gets a response, keep following up with, here's what you said you want. I have it for you. Okay, so that's the difference. Not here's what I want from you but here's what you want that I have. Yes. Well, we are out of time. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Yeah. The best place would be LinkedIn. So just Sterling Griffin, just that's my, that's my name or on Twitter is uh, Sterling Griffin. Love it. Well, you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.